and I'm Drake. And welcome to Backstage Biddies, a podcast where two theater nerds discuss our love and sometimes hate of movie musicals. From Golden Age to Disney to Contemporary, we'll recap and review all things movie musical. Join us as we scrutinize Hollywood casting, dive into the history of all your faves, and gossip about controversies of the stage and screen. Press play and sing along because this this is Backstage Backstage Biddies. Oh my gosh! One year! <laughs> How incredible. It. it happened. Wild and crazy, let's do something we've never done before. What do you mean? Uh, let's do something crazy. We've done so many things. I don't know, crazy? We've actually just done one thing for a year. It is exhausting. <laughs> we've done this thing a lot. We're going to do something crazy today. We're going to review our, our first two seasons, our first year in action. And we're going to do it in a sort of informal uh, award ceremony style type thing. Play the award music. And then in order uh, for us to do this, we have to have our best gal, our main squeeze, our big cheese... Kelsey! Hey, y'all. You have heard her name said on the pod several times. Just basically having me write stuff down. That's basically what... Yeah, Kelsey, write that down. Yep, that's basically what it is. And it has been absolutely crucial. And because truly, like, what uh, part of what we are about to do today could not have been done if it wasn't for Kelsey's legwork. The idea behind this episode is essentially based on Kelsey's list. (laughs) Bravo, mama. Thank you. I was home with a sick kid one day and I was like trying to compare in my head and I was like, this would be a lot easier if I had this written down and just, I just did it. <laughs> Leave it to moms. I thank God we have you. Well, congratulations to the two of you. Oh, like, thank you. Two seasons, a full year of podcasting. Most people, including myself, don't get more than two episodes off the ground and call it a day. And you guys have... You started a podcast? So it's the pop-up podcast. Uh, and you probably can't find it anywhere, but we, we go camping a lot. We have a pop-up camper. Oh, nice. So, um, oh, the pop-up podcast. Pop-up podcast. I was like, the pop-up podcast. Sorry, I talked to you. Who's pop-up? <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. No, oh, so. um, yeah, that's, I, I thank you. That's, it's been really uh, mm. weird and crazy and exciting and uh, looking forward to, I guess, leaning in further. Yeah. Really is what we plan to do. I mean, hey, why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess before we do that, let's hand out some awards. Yeah, we are, we're doing a fun little award show called... The Biddy Bonanza. Yes, yes, yes. The Biddy Bonanza Awards. So, uh, talking about expanding content, moving forward with the podcast, doing more things, being greater. Have you guys uh, watched the first season of Schmigadoon? No. I have not. It's very, very good. I saw an episode. Does that count? I'm an that's, accountant. That's farther than where I usually am. <laughs> these so they just released the first episode of season two, which is titled Chicago. Because I saw the right, right, right. Everyone's been talking. And about it's Shmikago. legit like Chicago Schmigadoon. Like it's the schmer is in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, you're it's not part just part of the joke. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Schmigadoon. So season two is titled Chicago, and uh, they're kind of moving through a new era of musicals, and. Uh, 
And so the first episode just came out this last week. And so the main conceit of the show is that two people from the real world end up in a sort of fantasy world of a musical. The first one's based on Brigadoon, this like town you can only access uh, once a year or once every five years or something crazy like that. I forget what the actual science is of, of it is. But, uh, but they continue that conceit in season two, and now they're doing like 60s and 70s musicals. Mm. So my question unto you is if you could live in any musical's world, which would you choose? Ooh. It's I, a toughie. I've got one. Okay, fire away. Mamma Mia. Here we, oh. go, here we go again. Here we go again. Are you <laughs> would kidding? You, would you do the first one or the second one? Because one's got mm. Cher and one doesn't. Yeah, but the first one has Meryl Streep. So does the second one. She's just She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> I've not, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I've oh, not no. seen the... <laughs> Meryl! <laughs> She's not going anywhere again, is she? (laughs) We'll have to to add it to the list. R.I.P. But I think it'd be fun to hang out in, like, Greece, right? Yeah, yeah. On, like, one of those crazy islands. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, with cocktails and... Yeah, and Cher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan is shirtless there often. Mm -hmm. You can count me in. Yeah. I... See, this is tough. And going off of just this list of... Uh, movies that you've gone through the last year and I'm a super fan of Hello Dolly and I think I would have to pick Hello Dolly but I would mm. want I would want indoor plumbing <laughs> so if I could do a caveat with like a toilet inside a like indoor a, plumbing and sure, air sure, conditioning sure. yeah that'd be great I but I think I think thing. just like big dresses and hats and oh my gosh the all hats the, right and the suits and the everything right and everything just seems so fun well, carefree. And, and Hello Dolly's got that kind of Disney flair, so mm-hmm. it's like it's a period piece, but also like it's only like reality adjacent. Like right. it's not. So that's fun. Right. I like things that aren't really real. Yeah, and I could do that. I could live in that, I think, for sure. Um my choice would be my first choice would probably be Rocky Horror. Mm, okay. Because I'm gay and filthy. <laughs> And the costumes, you think of the outfits you could do. Uh, And there's aliens and like Mm -hmm. everyone's sleeping with everyone. And I mean, it sounds like a great time to Mm -hmm. me. If I have to get out of this reality, I mean, I might as well choose a weird one. (laughs) Um, My gut says Chicago, but like there's nothing good about living in that era. I just don't think it would be good for me. A lot of murder. A lot of people. A lot of murder. A lot of people getting murdered. A whole ass song about it. You can't even legally drink about it. I would get to wear Colleen Atwood's costumes though that's true (laughs) which is a huge deal for me so uh so yeah so i think i'd pick rocky horror rocky horror that's a good one i think mama mia hello dolly rocky horror all (laughs) (laughs) delightful delightful yeah we love differences it's what keeps uh variety is the spice of life Um, i've heard that said before i think yeah yeah came out of a fortune cookie yeah oh my gosh i don't have a fortune cookie prepared for today because i don't have any like Research to go off of. Fired. Maybe I'll pick my favorite fortune cookie from this last season as our send-off today. I know exactly what it'll be, too. Oh, good. I have a favorite from this year. So I was like, we're going to have to go through this whole list. Oh, no. I know exactly what it's going to (coughs) be. Okay. Well, should we kick off into some awards? What are our categories? The categories are best villain, best hero, Best number, best chemistry, and best co-host. Ah. Because we've had 
five co-hosts this year, including Kelsey here today. Do I count? I but barely. This is, this is technically. Oh, this the is start yeah. This of... would be technically season three. So, yeah. so I mm. guess you qualify for next year's yes. Bitty Bonanza Awards, but yes. not this one. Justin. So there are four. No, uh, no, it's still five. It's still five. I believe you. It is because technically, yeah, it's five. I believe you. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so let's talk about best villain. Ooh. Best villain. <clears throat> best villain. Who would you like to nominate? My nomination is Fro- Frollo from oh, Frollo Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. Because he's a son of a bitch. He's, he a, he's, a, he's the worst. Well, and we discussed it too in the episode that like the scary, scary thing about Frollo is that he's such a tangible, real world villain. Yes. Like he, he's not a villain in the sense of he's not a boogeyman. He's not a, a creature. He's not a monster. Mm-hmm. In like a in like a Scooby Doo villain kind of sense, he's like a monster in like a real. Tale. He's a white a white man in power. Yeah, who and abuses he, that power? Correct, correct. In a really graphic way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that's a great nomination. Yeah, Frollo's yeah. on my list as well. Um, so I had I had written down Darla Dimple, <laughs> but then God dang, but then I was like oh, Frollo. I mean, Literally, yeah. like, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know which. So we've got Frollo. Frollo has two votes. And I'm going to say Darla Dipple as well. I also had nominated on my list um, just the abstract concept of racism. Yes. You're right. Because we seem to butt heads with it, like, you know, a couple times a month. And this, <laughs> At least, bare minimum. Yeah. And this whole thing, if it's done nothing more, it's taken things that I've loved from my childhood and brought to light that there is blackface in those things that I loved from my childhood. Yeah. And that's really hard to like. It's a hard conversation gab- to yes. have. You know, that I'm like, oh, I love this so much. And then you're like, no, no, you can't. No, you Black cannot. Blackface, bigotry. Yeah. Yes. You know, just yeah. stereo- racial stereotypes and ca- like ca- casting brown. You guys just did a West Side Story and there's a ton of brown face. Oh my gosh. In West yeah. Side Story. Uh-huh. All these people who are from Puerto Rico who aren't from Puerto Rico. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it, not that I think it means people shouldn't enjoy those things, mm-hmm. but I think uh, especially as white folks, we just have to be conscious of it and like acknowledge mm-hmm. it and ke- continue talking about it. Yeah, and I, and again, I don't think, with the exception of uh, of probably Holiday Inn, I don't think that it means oh. that you can't enjoy those things. Like, do I think that the the like blackface cameo? drive-by thing in uh, Singing in the Rain means it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. No. Do I think that it is a, a snapshot of what the industry looked like and how, how blackface is kind of baked into Hollywood? Yeah. And we just have to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we don't talk about it and learn from it, then we will continue making that mistake. And I think uh, talking about West Side Story, we saw them not make that mistake a second time. Correct. And I you think know? a really great example, and I know you guys haven't talked about this, and I don't know if it's on your docket yet, but in the Heights, they did a wonderful job, I feel like, with, with casting people who are literally from Central America, you know, and the Dominican Republic and things like that in in, in, in telling their actual story. Yeah, yeah. I feel Not like to we're... jump to a musical that isn't on our <laughs> list, but... Yeah, I, I think we are learning from it, and I think that... Uh... It's about time. It's, yeah, I think so, know. too. Um, so with that being said, uh, Frollo still beats racism for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's scary as shit. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that feels pretty unanimous, right? Congratulations to Frollo on his first win here (laughs) at Bitty Bonanza. He's been nominated a thousand times before for this. (laughs) Um, uh, Hey, do we think anybody's going to be got today? (laughs) I don't. I don't know. Like like egot, but but begot. begot. Um, Who's eligible? I have no idea. Jennifer Hudson and Rita Moreno, right? Those are the only egots we've talked about. Would, mm, yeah. I think they're the only ones we've. I think they're the only actors we've talked about that are eligible, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because the only thing uh, I was trying to think of a musical John Legend is in La La Land. He did uh, Jesus. No, not Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes, Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar with Sarah Bareilles. Oh yeah, he did a couple uh, years ago. It was a oh, live action that. thing that yeah, came yeah, out around yeah. Easter. You know, I have never seen that musical. Um, I have because I am a cerebrella stan. <laughs> absolutely. And we all knew this about me. She yes, is one absolutely. of the best things to happen in musical theater. I, I'm so happy I that agree. she's found her niche with us. And I, you know, I have not seen Waitress. I've not been lucky enough to see to Waitress see live. live. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, the music, everything about Waitress, I'm just in love with. And she's gone on to do... Um, that Jesus Christ Superstar, and then she also into the woods. Into the woods. She, into and, the woods. and technically, they just won a, a Grammy. Yeah, for the cast recording. For the cast recording. So now Sarah Bareilles is a Grammy winner, and I'm very happy for her. It is an absolutely stunning cast recording. It's wonderful. Philip Basu, isn't it? And oh, it's yeah. just so great. Yes. Ten out of ten. Um, Sorry. No, no, it's good. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to the next category? Category is best hero. Best. Hero. This is a tough one because I think inherently people like to see things that have like a good guy win. And yeah. so I think everything that you've done has somebody in it that's a hero, right? Yeah. I don't know if there are any heroes in Chicago. No. The justice system. The justice is system <laughs> failed, failed everybody in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Rocky Horror has a hero. Uh, there are a couple of them that probably mm-hmm. don't have like, like hero heroes, but, but at least there's someone to root for right. in, in pretty much all of them. I think. Right. Um, my knee jerk was Dolly Levi. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. choice. Yeah. Because, and I, cause I really thought I was going to do MAME. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh yeah, Mame is an excellent choice. Mame is an excellent choice. Um, it's one of those things where like Dolly Levi from the start though is wanting to make sure that the people around her and the community is taken care of from the start, right? 100%. Sure. And I feel like that comes to Mame later. Sure. And it's not from the start, right? But literally, the opening number of Hello Dolly is her handing business cards to people. Whatever you need, I'll I'll I take care it. of you. Yeah, you want this or that or whatever, whatever. I can yeah. do it. And I was trying to think if that was her, like in a savior complex sort of thing. Or, sure. But but she literally is just trying to do the best for everyone that she can. And it's, you and you see that throughout exactly. And it, it's like the quote of her husband of like you know I feel like money is he from Libra. Yeah. Like manure, you should sprinkle spread it, it around. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's got this really great little things to grow. I suppose Mary Poppins probably falls in this category too. Should be a good choice, mm-hmm. but I think Mary Poppins' motivations as a character tend to come from uh, 
Well, I guess they are pretty selfless. But she does say that she's like the best thing ever. She, yeah, she. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel that maybe her. Uh, I'm at the, the very least. Dolly Levi uh, helps more people. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, hair, you know, and hairspray, and and you know, your knee jerk reaction there would be Tracy Turnblatt, but I don't necessarily think that that should be. You know, yeah, I don't agree with that. So it's like, is it motor motor mouth Maybell in that situation where she's taking care of all these kids and she's doing her best to move the narrative along and seeing opportunities for these kids? You know, you know, is it that she feeds them all? Yeah, right. And she, so I was thinking about that. She goes to bat for them. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one because hairspray is a white savior story. So the, the hero is Tracy, but. But we examined that already. And mm-hmm. like, but it's really right. How do you, not. you know, how do you give someone a trophy for like, and for and I guess doing the bare minimum as essentially a, <laughs> as a plus size as a plus size person, and she is plus size. You know, I can I can look at that, especially when I was a child and that came out. I can look at that as like I can do anything. Oh yeah, Tracy can do. But but I feel like the main story there, like we do talk about her weight throughout the whole thing. Sure. But it is that there is segregation in the 1960s in the town of Baltimore, throughout the United States, and also um, in the studio. Right. Yeah. Right. It's kind of weird that in such a short amount of time, and this is uh, probably speaks to the the radical place we are politically in America right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, in such a short amount of time, from like when Hairspray came out to now that that is already like sort of a victory of another era. Right. Because when it came out, I remember we were all like, oh my gosh, yeah, look at this. From like, back we, in the day. We yeah. love this story about like uh, uh, these talented black kids getting their moment and like Racism doesn't exist and, anymore. Right, like look yeah. at how we can beat racism. And like it was mm-hmm. like, I remember thinking like, wow, what a great story and what like a, what a great moving, powerful, wonderful thing. Right. And, and, and you know, the lead was plus size. I was like something new for all of us, especially as young people coming up in musical theater and like now we look back on it and we're like that was like kind of problematic mm-hmm. but I think it is telling a story of a time it's a snapshot of a time right and I and I'm not not that it's like because it was filmed in like the early 2000s right, right. so not that it's this is right 2007 so I, not that it was I don't know a, a snapshot of that time but a snapshot of the 60s sure I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a tough call. That kind of I... ta- that took us up. That took us on a ride. <laughs> was a ride. But the takeaway is, I don't think Tracy is the best. No, hero. <laughs> but I think Motormouth just she does the best she can, and she's and she's taking care of all these kids. Oh my gosh! You know who who also are really good heroes? Uh, uh, the the two dudes from White Christmas. Yeah, they're good heroes. They do such good things for selfless reasons. I nominate them. What are the dudes' names? I don't know. <laughs> the White Christmas dudes. Bing, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Bing uh, Crosby and, and Danny Kay? Yeah. I don't know their names. I don't think they're going to win this category. Uh, <laughs> Bob and... Oh, oh. You look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> I am a genius! No. <laughs> um, uh... I'm not going to remember it. I don't know why I'm trying. I'm so sorry. I know, I don't even know the girls' names. Rosemary Clooney and, uh, and Ellen. And that was one of our favorite musicals. It is still one of my favorite musicals. I don't know any of the characters' names. I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay. So what, uh, so who, who do we have nominated here? Dolly Levi. Motormouth. Mm -hmm. Motormouth. The boys from And two men that we can't even be bothered to Who was the other one you nominated? Mm Mm-mm. 
No, just Maine. one. Oh, she Maine. was talking about Maine. Oh, Maine, Maine. but I was like, uh, well, Let's put her on the list. Put her on the list. It's an honor just to be nominated. Fine. Uh, Dolly <laughs> Levi, Maine, Motormouth, and two random white men. Okay, on the count of three, everyone say who you vote for. Ready? One, two, three. Dolly, Dolly Levi. Levi. Binny. <laughs> I wanted to wait. <laughs> no, I think Dolly's the right answer here. I think so too. I mean, you have, a, you have a long list of really great characters throughout all of that you guys have covered. But I feel like Dolly, again, right out the the bat. Just she's, right. She's mm-hmm. handing out business cards saying, well, I'll she help just you. oozes charisma. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's so hard to, it's hard not to pick And her. she talks fast and I talk fast. And I, lo- so I love much fast talkers. Yeah. It's my favorite. Mm. 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 Dolly Levi it is. All right. Hot damn. The next category is best number. Mm. I got it. Mm. We're going back to Hello Dolly, y'all. hey We're going back. Uh, before the parade passes by. I, and oh. not necessarily the first part of it where she's sitting alone in the park and she's singing yeah, kind of yeah. blah, blah, blah. But when she's walking in that goddamn parade and there's a band and, a, you know, and she sees yep. Horace Vandegelder and like all of that. Horace Vandegelder at Island yeah. Breeze. Yeah. When she's walking with in the in the parade and the color is spectacular and her outfit is spectacular. I believe, oh, is it the purple it's one? It's the purple number. And it was, you guys talked about it being like the most expensive outfit that had ever Disney had ever done at that point and probably still is. And I, think like, the, I think the gold dress was the gold. It was the gold. But the purple one was also, it was like, like $7,000 or $8,000. It was still so expensive. Stupid expensive to yeah. march in a parade. But anyway, I just, I love everything about that number. I get goosebumps every single time. Um, yeah. It's funny because when I was looking at mine, that's the song that popped into my head and I was like, I should choose something else. <laughs> right. And that's how <laughs> that's I felt. a really good nomination, though. And that's how I felt, too. I really, I really I love Hello, Dolly. I that. It keeps popping in my head, mm-hmm. like, the past several days. Maybe you should. Maybe Ooh, you should watch list. a musical just to enjoy it. Uh, no, we only do it for work. I that's mean, we it. Really, we only do it for for research purposes now, which is, like, I, so taxing. <laughs> I also really enjoy, and y'all didn't so much, but I really enjoy a lot of the numbers from The Greatest Showman. Oh, sure. You know, and um, and I and my kids watch it with me because I have three kids, and so they enjoy it too. And I, what's the what's the one where they where he goes and he gets her from the house, and then they go and they live on their own. And she's dancing with the sheets. And you all said it was cheesy, but my God. Oh, sure, sure. Um, uh, a tightrope. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that one. Well, no, that's. That's later on. I do love tightrope, but it's before. Shit. Oh, oh, at the top of the movie mm-hmm. when she dances on the roof. Yes. And the, oh, right, right, right. Um, uh, uh, a Million Dreams. Yeah, Million Dreams. Great number. I love it. And it's CGI all over the place. It's so CGI. <laughs> Is it a little campy? Yeah. 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 Is it a lot of campy? Yeah. Probably. But I enjoy all the CGI. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah. My nomination is You Can't Stop the Beat. Ever since the whole from movie. hairspray, that was also mm-hmm. going to be a nomination of mine. I just, I mean, it just hammers all the way home. It's got like three key changes. Yeah, it's so sick. It's so good. And the and the choreo and the I just love it. Yeah, it takes me. It's a good. It's a good ending, right? It's like it leaves you with a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. It takes you because it takes you up and out. 
mm-hmm. right? It doesn't leave you. It's there's no like soft cushion. They're like, and that's how we ended racism yeah. on TV. The end. Yeah. It's like they just like crank it all the way up and mm-hmm. out the roof. Yep. And then it's over. And I just love that. Yeah. You know what other number does that? Huh. Nothing's gonna stop us now. You're right. From cats don't dance. You are correct. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's good. It's so good. And the other, so I nominate that number. And, um, uh, and also, um, Bosom Buddies. Oh, Bosom mm. Buddies is a great choice. It's, it's, it's just so it, quippy and fun and quick and at, mm, it's a favorite of mine, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you know, I mean, yeah, that's a great, a great option. Oh, I feel that we might come to odds at this point. I don't, I don't so know. Let's, so let's lay it out here. So we have Before the Parade Passes By from Hello Dolly. Yes. We have You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray. Mm-hmm. We have... Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Cats Don't Dance. Cats Don't Dance. <laughs> I need you to watch this movie. It's gonna change I your just, life. I need you to watch this film. Or maybe I, it won't. But I think it will. Um, and Bosom Buddies. <laughs> Bosom Buddies, I think, is just like a fun number. I think the other others it is beat a, it out. maybe like mm-hmm. a like an honorary mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The other ones just have so many more technical elements, like firing on all cylinders. That I think they all kind of shut Bosom Buddies out. Yeah, very easily. See, um, and my vote could very easily go to Hairspray. You can't stop the beat for all the reasons that you had said, and also when you think of like. That musical was so wildly popular. My grandparents so popular. loved. They went to the theater twice to see that damn movie. Of like, like, and so I think I that would be my vote. I would I would forego my nomination and I would I would vote for you can't stop the beat. Okay, yeah. Benny, no offense to bosom buddies. <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop us now. While incredibly impressive, and it does the same thing where it kind of pumps us up and out at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it's animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And so there are just less technical things going on. Yeah, I wasn't going to fight you. I was also well, great. I was oh, excellent! For it, I was like, here I am. Like, listen, Benny, <laughs> I'm gonna fight you on this. I'm listen, like, listen, dude, listen, dude, listen, dude. Did I not say I also almost put that on my list? I'm yeah, sitting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting between the two of you, and I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm gonna come over this, this table at this you. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is all the stuff you guys don't hear on the cutting room floor. It's me Just and Benny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so best number goes to You, you can't, can't Stop, stop the, the Beat. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Kelsey, do you want to introduce our next category? What is... What, what? <laughs> Here, look at my notes. Uh, best ca- our next category... Because <laughs> I, I can do the thing. Our next category is Best Chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Nominations are... That was really good. Yeah. Have you it. ever thought about voiceover work? Um... A little bit. I worked at a KFC and Taco Bell drive-through for a lot of years, and I it was like and I was that. able to very easily separate my face from like hating the fact that I work at this <laughs> fucking restaurant. Being like, "Thank you for stopping at KFC and Taco Bell." <laughs> my name is Kelsey. How can I help you? That's so impressive. Yeah, and then also, uh, I mean, I worked I worked in hotels for years and years. I was going to say years. you did a lot of hospitality. Too, yeah, so. I managed I managed in hotels for a lot of years. I feel like your customer service voice is very correct. like. Well, well pedigreed. Yes, until that pandemic. Yeah. Oh. But yes, but yes, I can. Anyway, our nomin- I mean, you're a stay-at-home mom. You could totally make some extra money doing that. I'm just saying. I sure could. Someone told me I could make some money doing phone. Oh. Well, if you have the time. Blowing some holes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I want to nominate uh, Leo Bloom and Max Bialystock, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. From the producers? Yes. That's that. I think they have outrageous chemistry. That's literally mine. <laughs> okay, I have others. And they aren't. Okay, because that's the, literally the, only, the only one that one? I have. <laughs> um, I also think that Lucille Ball and uh, and B. Bea B. Arthur, B. Arthur in MAME have I incredible loved, chemistry. I loved that. I, and, yeah. and, and I think I told you before, I made my husband sit down and watch MAME with me for the first time after your podcast, which I do a lot, is I'll listen, I'll listen to you describe it, and then I'll go and I'll watch it, um, especially if I haven't seen it. And yes, their chemistry is so fun. Yeah, it's and again, just... they have this kind of quippy, energetic comedy between the two of them, and it's just, it's perfectly timed, and it's outrageously funny. Um, the other couple that I had in this list was... Um, Christopher Walken and John Travolta in mm-hmm. Hairspray. <laughs> yeah. Because they have a lovely chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. See, and I'm going to go totally hetero on you guys, and I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> Singing in the Rain, Kathy and Don. Oh, Kathy, sure. So, mm-hmm. And because it starts so random, he just drops in her car, literally. And then like they have like this quip back and forth, and all of a sudden they end up like in love with each other and you know just and kind of have to hide it you know from lena lamont even though they're not together her and don and anyway. oh my god lena lamont honorary mention for best villain oh yeah oh oh you know who else deserves an honorary mention now that we're talking about best villains it's uh baroness what's her face with the bad hairline i Sound really music. i really mm-hmm. thought you were going to say her and then... uh, yeah she she deserves a mention she's she a good does. villain she does 10 out of 10. Uh, but that category is closed now. So. Yeah, we're closed. We're I over. Don't know where we're trying to do this. Best chemistry. Um. Well, it feels like we all kind of jumped at Leo and Max, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, is that it then? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say, I was going to say either that or I really, mm, yeah, but then you brought up Lucille Ball and B. Arthur. They do. Well, the, the only reason I would give it to Leo and Max in that scenario is because they are, they have a lot more screen time together. Right, which is... We see their character arc together, mm-hmm. and Vera is kind of a stagnant character. So Bea Arthur doesn't have a much of like a character arc, per se. Uh, so I would I would still give it to Leo and Max. And also, shout out to um, that one award ceremony that said that they had the worst chemistry. I yeah, see yeah. you. Yeah. Wasn't that from the producers? Yes. 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 Yeah, where people were like, they have terrible chemistry. Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Get it together. You're fucking dumb. Well, I think uh, I think they officially have a Biddy Bonanza award for their chemistry. Congratulations. So, so, yeah. So I the Academy can were, stuff it. You were all waiting. And the voting here is very cutthroat, it as is. you can tell. <laughs> like, it's just... A very, a very strenuous process. Yeah. It's yeah. very... <laughs> yeah. A what lot do you, of vetting going What on. do you think? Is this... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean... I think I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and then our final category is best co-host. Mm. Tough one. Tough one. It's a toughie. He had a lot of so, good ones. Uh, the nominees are, in order of appearance, my mother, mm-hmm. Andy, Ross, Ariel, and Carlo. Jocelyn. Mm. Oh my God, and Jocelyn. <laughs> we had six co-hosts. And I think we all know the winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if there was any doubt. Yeah. On the one, two, three? 
I mean, they, they brought a lot of energy to the studio. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of good input. They gave us the most kind of creative energy in their time with us. And I think, didn't they, didn't they bake a lot of biscuits <laughs> so many for biscuits. you? So yeah. many biscuits in their time with us. Biscuits and opinions. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Carlo. It's Carlo. Carlo. Carlo, you won, buddy. Oh, he's very much asleep. He's Carlo, asleep. do you want to come up? Do you want to come up here and uh, and no, accept your award? Don't wake the beast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Carlo. What a fun time, Carlo wins. Yay! It's so fun because you, you two will talk right, and you're and you're discussing something very like you're just you're literally discussing. Oh my god! Something. The West Side Story episode when we're like getting into it at the end, and, and Carlo's just <laughs> in the background. Always bring Lizzie. Good job, boy. <laughs> All right, so we've got our own individual award to hand out. Yes, we've each chosen one award that we're not going to collaborate on, that we're just awarding individually. Yes. So what I chose is recently I feel like I've bitched about several times that movies take too long to get into the plot. Oh, okay. So, um, so your reward is sometimes take forever to get into the plot. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the long winded award (laughs) and it's which, which episode of ours did it take us the longest? And I, I've got our top five. Okay. I love this. Top five. Can Um, I guess? Yes. Okay. So my, my first guess is going to be, um, the the West Side Story intro. I just listened okay. to that this morning. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you think that's the first one? Um, it's got to be up or there. Second? Okay. I'm gonna say it's in the top three. Okay. For sure. I mentioned in that intro, so I'm very. I was fine with it. I was fine with the length <laughs> of that. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? Any guesses? That's the Any only guesses? one that comes to mind that was super long. Um, maybe like, maybe the Mary Poppins intro. Okay. Just because I remember that one being very like research heavy. Yeah. So I will. I will also say maybe Mary Poppins is on that list. Okay. Okay. So. Top five, starting with number five. Okay. White Christmas. Mm. Oh really? It took thirty-two minutes fifty-five seconds to get into. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, number four, was. Can I read my ah? Cats don't dance. Oh, I think that, was that the first one in your birthday month? Yes. <laughs> I think that's why. Because we were gabbing about stuff. Yeah. 34 minutes, 20 seconds. Nice. Number three, Chicago. The other birthday one. The other birthday one. Uh, 36 minutes, 33 seconds. Okay. Number two, West Side Story. Because it's like 45 minutes. 37, 10. Okay. Damn. 37, 10. Okay. Anybody have a guess for number one? Uh, I don't know. Is it an old one or a new one? Can you give us a hint? Uh, old. First season or second season? Second. These are all in second season. Okay. Because we went off old the movie, rails. Second season. Is it Mame? No. Um, old movie second season. I don't, I don't know. know. And the winner is Greece. Oh, 39 minutes, 50 seconds. <laughs> Damn. I don't even remember what we talked about. Neither do I. <laughs> but we but talked it, about it a lot. And it must oh, have been good. About, we we <laughs> talked about it a lot. It was very funny to look at season one versus season two 
we yeah. became unhinged in season two. <laughs> yeah, we did. Not upset. Not upset. So long-winded award goes to Greece. I Congratulations. Love that. Is Greece one of our most listened to episodes? I have no idea. Let me find out. Um. No, it is not in our top ten. I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll go over our top ten before we're done here. Okay. Who's up next? Uh, that would be me. So I'm going to need your help, though, picking which one is the best. We'll put it to a vote. Mm-hmm. So I did best, like, quotes, most memorable quotes from different films, but I did ones that really resonated with me. Okay. Um, because, you know, I grew up doing, you know, watching a lot of musicals right sure. as a kid I had can two, relate <laughs> I had two I had two really wonderful music teachers you know them both Joy Nowak and Terry Van Buskert and we always made a point to um watch musicals and I'm sure it was so that they had a break right oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was put <laughs> from, on the you know. from people who have all been like on the teaching end of children at this point in their life like yeah. absolutely those movies where those on. teachers could breathe but but it was always wonderful then to have a discussion about them afterwards right and yeah. talk about the meanings and things like that so it really helped me fall in love with musicals at a young age so I really picked several that I really enjoyed um and I tried not to do like okay so like Rent for example that whole damn movie is quotable right yeah. you know and you can relate it to your life and it's been a Facebook status of all of ours at some point, right? No day, but no day, but today, you know, like, so, but these are what I picked for one, two, three, four, five, I have our top six quotes, um, that resonated with me specifically. Um, so West Side Story, um, since you guys is, is our first nominee and since you guys just covered it, it's, it's Maria's last little thing (sighs) that that she says and she goes, stay back. How do I fire a gun, Chino? Just pulling, uh, just pull the little trigger. How many bullets are left, Chino? Enough for you, you, all of you. You, you all killed him, and my brother and Riff, not with bullets and knives, but with hate. Well, I can kill now too because now I have hate. How many can I kill, Chino? How many? And still have one bullet left for me. I'm glossy right now. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. So well written. That's a tough one. Oh Christ. and then going into second nomination, which is Rent, which this one too, it's a, a quote from Mimi quoting Angel during Angel's, I think, funeral. And so Mimi says that Angel says, I'm more of a man than you'll ever be, and I'm more in a woman. I'm more of a woman than you'll ever get. Love that. And I love that too. Um, especially in like today's kind of climate. I really absolutely I really like that a lot. Um Singing in the Rain. This is this is my absolute favorite. This is Lena Lamont and she goes through the whole movie she goes, "Am I dumb or something? What is it? Am I dumb or something?" <laughs> so this quote is, "What do you what do they all think that I am? Am I dumb or something? Why I make more money than Calvin Coolidge put together." <laughs> That Kelvin and Coolidge are just two separate people. And not yeah. One. yeah. So I love that very much. <laughs> That's a personal favorite. Uh, Hello, Dolly. Dolly Levi. This one, I broke my own rule and I went into a song. Um, so long, song, so long, so long ago. Right? Should have said, said so, so long, long, so long ago. She goes, and on those cold winter nights, Horace, you can snug up to your cash register. It's a little lumpy, but it rings. <laughs> so I like that. Uh, hairspray, I have, I want that chubby communist girl off the show. One of the producers from the from the TV oh, station says Carlo that. Carlo just voted. Carlo. 
Carlo votes for the communist. Communist girl. Um, because I, re- I, I uh, resonate with that quote. Yep, same. <laughs> you know? And then uh, producers, I had to do one from the producers, and so Max from the producers says, you guys want to say no. it? Because you're really good. Never put your own money in the show! So yeah, so that was my, you know, and I don't necessarily love this list, but I think, that because I think every single one of these movies um has such a like there's a quote right there's something from it and you can go look into pop culture and a lot of the stuff is copied by other shows and other you know as yeah, a yeah. as a motif or we've or, covered some kind of mega musical stuff up to this point and like there are facets of almost everything that we've covered that have resonated and radiated like in fractures through pop culture. Like, yeah. like the, that cascading uh, chord progression from Phantom of the Opera or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, the weird Fosse walk thing from Chicago. Or, right. I mean, there are all these pieces that kind of like weave together to create the fabric of musical theater and I always, in America. But... And I always think about people who are like, well, I don't like musicals. I don't watch music. I'm like, listen. You do though. Musicals transcend, like you might not go and sit down, but you've watched a Disney movie. Yeah. With music. You've watched Family Guy that quotes, you know, does bits from that. Yeah, you know, how whatever. many times have they done a Little Shop of Horror song? Like, right. They have, you know, like, they've you, done like the whole cast recording at this point. You know, you listen to the radio and some top 40 song on the radio is from whatever musical that just happened. Yeah. So, so musicals really do, I don't know, cover every bit of people's lives, whether they know it or not. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. digression. <laughs> um, so we have Maria's last little monologue that she does from West Side Story. We have Mimi quoting Angel from Rent. Uh, we have Singing in the Rain, Lena Lamont. Uh, we have Hello, Dolly, about Horace's cash register. And then we have uh, Hairspray, Chubby Communist Girl, and the producers, Never Put Your Money in the Own Show. So where, do we, where are we voting? Because I know what um, I would vote for. It's a tie right now in my heart for uh, that impeccable speech from West Side Story mm-hmm. or the line from the producers, which I have internalized so, so deeply. Right. <laughs> it's a toss-up. Mm. It's like one of the first lessons I teach uh, little, like the high school students that I work mm-hmm. with when, when I am like... Like this last summer, I was a uh, costume supervisor, so I was like teaching them how to do my job as a costume designer. Yeah. And they would be like, well, how do we get stuff? Like, how do we this? How do we that? And they were like, oh, um, I'm not worried about getting paid back for things I buy for the show. I'm just going to... I think I think one of the things was like we wanted to like... that We were, we were painting a t-shirt or something. Oh, it was. We had to paint a t-shirt for Pugsley because we did Adam's Family. Yeah. We couldn't find a t-shirt with the right stripes right. that we wanted. So we were like, we're just going to make one. And the kids were like, I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to go buy some black fabric paint. And then, and then I... I was like, make sure you keep your receipts. And they're like, uh, I'm not worried about it. And I was like, no, no, no. Never, ever put your own money in the show. If you spend money on stuff for the show, you keep the receipt and you get paid back later. If, if you can, you buy it outright with the budget through like whoever has access to like mm-hmm. a credit card or whatever it is that you're doing. But absolutely, you do not like just count it as a donation and move on with your day. No, fuck that noise. Right. <laughs> we're not doing that. That's not that's not the core tenant we're going to we're mm-hmm. going to hold for ourselves. So it's a tie. My for vote. Me. So see all of these were like personal favorites of mine. Of course. Um so really this category was what what quote does Kelsey like the best? <laughs> um I do think that Maria's quote from West Side Story brings out the most emotion. Um the rest are, you know, somewhat comical. 
uh, in their nature. But I maybe my vote would go for Maria just for that reason. Because mine was either going to be Maria or the chubby communist girl. Well, I've really internalized so that chubby I, communist girl <laughs> quote as of it, late. Yeah, because you're just like, I, I want to be that. I want you to say that about me because fuck you and your rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like we're all at least a we little know bit that, in favor of West Side Story. We know the answer. It's all West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, all right. What, Maria, West Side Story. Congratulations, Maria. Um, can I tell you, I genuinely thought that that was going to be one for all of us <laughs> and i do have two quotes oh do you i do oh sure um one is from mame obviously life's <laughs> no you're fine life's a banquet and most, most sons, sons of bitches, bitches are starving most poor sons of bitches are starving to death love that quote um and the other one is in sound of music when the dad is like hey you're a nazi and he was like you flatter me and he said i meant to accuse you Mm-hmm. Well, there's something delicious. Georg, what did we call him? Georg, uh, fuck Nazis von Reidenkrop. Yep. <laughs> Strikes again. <laughs> Two really good lines. I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, I'm trying to think of something from, from Chicago. There's just so much, right? Because, again, this, so is, this, this is, is quotable. And it's culture, right? It's yeah, literally... oh, God. Especially because we're living uh, in the renaissance of movie musicals. Mm-hmm. So not only are movie musicals a part of pop culture, but we're living in kind of like a resurgence of that. Yeah. Where like they are cultural touchstones for us. Mm-hmm. Like Hairspray was like a whole cultural moment for us. Right. As young people. So, right. so yeah, I think uh, good quotes, good lines. Um, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my category was best name fuck up. <laughs> Because whoever did that on this podcast, <laughs> well, we do. Well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> While we do diligently research names, we have fucked up a couple of them pretty bad. Uh... <laughs> um, so I started to do research into this and like listening through intros to try and find like the worst one that we really fudged. And I've had some bad ones too, where like I've had to introduce someone and like kind of biffed it. Um, do you want to know what the very worst one was though? Yeah. Harken all the way back to Hunchback of Notre Dame. We refer to the jester in that movie as Kloppen the entire movie. <laughs> He's French. His name is Clopin. <laughs> and he, for like a full two hours, we call him Kloppen with our full chest. <laughs> And I was like listening through them and I was like, oh, like there are some like, there is some definitely like not Anglo-Saxon last names that we have really royally messed up. So oh, I was like, I've fucked up so many, I've been so writing many them names. down and I was like trying to research like how they're actually pronounced and like trying to find all these people at IMDb's and then I got to Hunchback and I was like, oh my fucking God. This is definitely a blanket <laughs> apology on my behalf. On both of our behalfs because uh, you're not alone in this. No, but the, uh, but the amount... Uh, percentage wise, yes, uh, it is mostly wise, you. Percentage wise, it is mostly me. Um, ooh. The award, however, does go to the royal fuck up of, uh, of two hour, two hours of clopping. Clopping. I like it. Our, like our apologies. <laughs> I really. Our lawyers made me. Or made us. <laughs> our lawyers made us apologize and do that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get down to the big awards. 
We're going to we're going to hand out um, best and worst movie, Ooh. as well as a Golden Biddy Award for Ooh. our favorite actor from the first year. So, um, right off the top, I do want to say that there are some things that should probably be excluded from eligibility, uh, namely um, the Bad Phantom episode, the Phantom of the whatever it was. <laughs> Um, Do you remember that one? What was that? Phantom of the... Phantom of Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise. Because I always want to say Megaplex, and I, I that's yep, not no. entirely that's different. That's the that, com. that is... That's a great movie. An incredible movie. I, I know, which I mean, is why I, I'm... Is that a musical? Always, no. No. <sighs> but Mickey Rooney's in it. You're um, right. We really disagreed with that one to the point where we almost stopped watching it, and I feel that we should exclude it. I went to go watch that, but literally like 15 times through that recording, you guys were like, don't. Don't watch it. Don't go and watch it. No, we- genuinely. Like, in our episodes, I think it's great, and I love hearing from you that, like, we inspire you to go watch, especially new musicals. Yeah. I think that's so great. That is the one where I'm like, don't ever revisit this. No, we almost we almost didn't do the episode. We almost didn't publish it. We disagree with it that firmly. And so for that reason, it feels it feels right for us to exclude it from eligibility from any further awards. Yeah. Uh, and the other one that I think we need to exclude um, for its unabashed racistness holiday is Holiday Inn. It's just a lot of blackface, and I don't think it's... we need to we do we don't need to discuss it, cherish it, uh, down talk it, celebrate it, whatever. I think we can be done. I just think we should exclude it. That's fine. So it's not eligible. Do you guys want to hear what our top ten episodes are? And oh, listen to yeah, yeah, give it to me, Daddy. So these are the top ten. I, hated that. <laughs> I don't know why you did that. To me. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, moving right along, our top ten episodes are uh, starting with number ten, Gluten Tog Flop Bop. Number nine is Thank You, Jonathan Larson. Number eight. Are we gonna Are we gonna say what? what do you want me to? Yeah. Okay. So it? number ten was the producers. Gluten tog. Gluten tog. <sighs> I'm just making up words now. Gluten tog flop bop was the producers. Uh, thank you, Jonathan Larson was rent, rent. Number nine. Number eight was the Rocky Horror Picture Showdown. Uh, number seven is Hello Walter. The first half of the Hello Dolly episode. I love the second half name. Uh, it's Dolly 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yes. It's one of my proudest titles. Yes. <laughs> and it's not even in our top 10, which makes me so sad because I'm so proud of that episode because I did so much fucking research mm-hmm. on that gold dress. Everyone do me a personal favor and go watch, go listen to the second half of Hello Dolly because it's my personal favorite episode. Uh, 10, 9, 8, 7. So number six is Little Shop of Haters, the Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> episode. Which I attribute its success largely in part to Andy because I think he really talked it up with his friends and everyone was really excited to hear Andy as a guest host. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you, Andy, for boosting our numbers and being an excellent co-host. That was a really fun day. Um, Number five is The Cats Showdown. Number four is That Chubby Communist, the Hairspray episode. Number three is Perry Moppins, the Mary Poppins (laughs) episode. Number two is actually our Meet the Biddies episode, which was like our... Gross. Uh, yeah. Our Have you gone intro. back and listened to that? No, because it's cringy as fuck. I hate it, and I think we should redo it. You okay. keep it, but you do another one now that you're entering into your second year. Maybe. Why not? Yeah. Maybe it'll be bonus content. Yeah. We're going to try and get you guys some bonus episodes this month. Put um, us on some Patreon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we just found out, too, that um, 
Discord. Yeah, Discord has like a paywall option now too. Mm. So maybe we can get you guys hooked up and uh, have folks s- subscribe directly on Patreon or uh, on uh, on Discord. And then you guys can chit chat about how we're wrong in ratings or what your favorite quotable moment is. Or you can put recommendations there. Yeah, I think I think like we... Dick Spice. I yeah. love that. I don't. That has stuck with me. <clears throat> Everyone, keep your eyes peeled because I think our Discord might be doing something soon so neat this might be actually the first time we've mentioned our discord on the pod yeah we have a discord keep your eyes open uh and then our very (laughs) number one episode which is a travesty because i think it's maybe one of our worst episodes i love it so much though is eric in the basement the phantom in the opera so (laughs) a lot of those like the top three or four whatever are some of our first episodes and while i do understand why Right, because for sure. a while, like there wasn't tons of content for people to binge or go yeah, and yeah. cherry pick or whatever. Um, I have indeed gone back and listened to some of that stuff. I will say some of it's rough. Growth. I will say what <laughs> happened this year. I um, really think we hit our stride right around Pride Month because the Pride episodes <laughs> are so good. I love them, and I love I love what you picked too for the Pride episodes. I really came away from that um really loving uh the one about jamie uh, i just i just talking realized about everybody's talking, talking about, jamie. about jamie i was yeah. driving home from somewhere everyone's talking about I jamie. like I, yeah i really liked i loved that, that i loved that yeah yeah anyway good episodes um and i think that's kind of where we hit our stride and it's been uh, on the up and up since then i hope so i like to think so the thing that blows my mind that i didn't realize that i learned was i started watching shameless Oh, nice. And the lead in Shameless, the female lead in Shameless, is... Christine. Christine. Yeah. Phantom. And I was like, oh, the what? Yeah, <laughs> and the gold awesome. arms? Like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, so that blew my mind a little bit. But yeah. anyway. It's weird to me that she didn't continue doing musical theater things, but I think it's probably... Maybe we talked about this in the Phantom episode, but... We did. I think it might be because of how she was treated by the industry in that She moment. was so young. So young. She was a little baby. Mm-hmm. A wee bob. She did a great job. Yeah. Um, so what do we want to do first? Best, worst, the golden bitty? What do we think? Let's well, go Let's go bad and then we go good. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So worst movie, um, Kelsey has our ratings list in front of us. I do. So let me give you the top, you want to do top five or top ten? Or top um, should we start with the worst? Yeah, I mean like, I mean the top. Oh, like oh okay. Five. I yeah. see what you mean. I see what you mean. So let's, let's, five. let's yeah, do, let's do five. The all right. Five worst. So excluding the two that we've excluded that both have zero, these are the top five worst rated biddy films. All, um, all five of these did fail the biddy test. Go figure. Um, because sometimes you do have a low score, but you have a pass, or vice versa. You have a high sure, score sure. but a fail. So um, number five, number five is the 2019 masterpiece. <laughs> Cats. Uh, it has a two. Hooper. It has a two rating. Okay. okay, that is not there. You have a lot of twos here, but that is that is where we're at with that. Is uh, that's your two rating? Uh, number four, Happiest Millionaire. Uh, that, well, uh, that was a one. That was a one point five. Can I a, tell you something awful though? Hmm. Every now and again, I'll go back and listen to Let's Have a Drink on It. 
Yeah. That's because that was a banger. Yeah. That is the only reason it might be that it's the, the way that it did. Gave it a two, you know yeah. what? I understand the hype behind that originally, like because it was was it right after Mary Poppins came out? Yeah, yeah I think it was. So they were right trying the to kind of ride. Way. They were kind of trying to ride that wave, and it, they right. did. Which, yeah. which we discussed. You know, when Disney finds a formula that works, Use they it. ride it out because if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And that's how Disney's always done right. everything. And we don't have. I don't have any ill will about that. But the the winning part of that formula was not anything to do with Mary Poppins. It was Julie Andrews who convinced us at the late end, at the end mm-hmm. of the '60s, that we all really liked movie musicals, and we didn't. Right. We've discussed that, and that's my that's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> Number three uh, is Repo, the Genetic Opera. And that's a 1.5. No one tell Ross. He doesn't listen to episodes regularly. Do not tell him that this is in the bottom five. <laughs> I remember there being... He was there for the rating. <laughs> I remember there being kids that were like obsessed with this because it came out around yeah, the time yeah. we were in high school. And I was like, no, what? No. Yeah, gross. it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That was a Pride Month episode. That was ranked one. Yeah. Um, Did that one pass though? It failed. Oh, it's because there was no singing. There's not any real singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no. There's no singing. Rough. Yeah, it's just lip syncing. Great movie though. Yeah. <laughs> and your number one worst film that you've rated uh, came in October and was a mix-up that you guys had kind of oh. you had kind of mixed up <laughs> the Monster Mash yep. mix-up. Yep. This is the 1995 uh, cult classic, if you will, the Monster Mash. <laughs> Uh, this is a 0.5 <laughs> and a fail. Uh, you didn't have the heart to give it a zero. Um, but yeah. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. I really thought Buttons was going to be on that list. So Buttons, so like I said, there's a bunch of twos. So let me just read the twos quick. You have sure. Christmas on the Square. You have Rock-A-Doodle. You have Monster Aww. Mash from 2000. You have The Corpse Bride. Buttons, A Christmas Tale. And most recently, A Chorus Line. Well, A Chorus Line deserved it. And you failed The Chorus Line. Well, I, I stand on that. Yeah. I think I might actually change my opinion about Rockadoodle. A two for Rockadoodle? But it passed. I would, but I would be curious. Mm, but it passed. Okay. I, yeah, but we take so much into account when it's when it's that rating, right? Yeah, I'm remembering now that we had problems with like the story. The storyline. There were lots of like, holes was... in it and it didn't make a lot of sense. And... Yeah. I okay, always, okay, okay. Yeah, and I always find it so interesting like where your ratings fall and where it's pass or fail because your pass or fail is like, can they do the show? On Broadway, right? right? According can they, to a musical theater standard, you know, can they sing? Are these people able to do that? And um, I just find it so interesting, you know, because like you gave the Monster Mash the 2000 animated one. You said, "Hell yeah, they can do eight shows a week of this shit." <laughs> you bet they They're could. Like, Fuck yeah! So those crazy little what's yeah. the the spaghetti monster Jason or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, they had yeah. the pipes. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> so. By rating, your worst is. That's really impressive. Yeah. So from just from my memory, like if I would look back on this these last two seasons and pick, my my first grabs would have been the Monster Mash, mm-hmm. um, the live action one from that episode. Can I be honest? I or, completely forgot we did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very forgettable. Or Buttons, because I thought Buttons was so truly terrible. <laughs> buttons, a Christmas tale. We had such high hopes with like Dick Van Dyke and we were Angela so Lansbury. excited about it. So thrilled, and I think it was that that's so bad. And I think why. it was right after Angela had passed away. It Sorry, was. trigger it, warning. It was like right you know. after. So I think you know, I think you were holding on to that. 
And maybe. Then, yeah, maybe it was a sentimental moment for me. But, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree with the rating here because I mm-hmm. think excluding the things we've excluded, I think that the, that Monster Mash episode was like truly one of the hardest sit down, get through it that I had. That Besides I had. the two that we 86 Yeah. Because those are just abhorrent and don't exist anymore in my yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's our top what's our top 5 best? Top what's 5 Top 5 rated rated best. And I have some thing I need to say about this. I'm excited. So, but um you have a lot of 4.5s and your 4.5s are all passes. Everything up at this point is pass. Can I read your 4.5s quick? Yeah, you, yeah. Yep. So your 4.5s, you have Enchanted, you have Funny Girl, you have Matilda, you have Anna and the Apocalypse, you have Chicago, you have the 1975 Rocky Horror Picture Show, you have White Christmas, Mame, The Greatest Showman, um, Hello Dolly, and Singing in the Rain. All right? Those are your 4.5 and passes. That's a really beefy list. And they're all solid. I feel like they're yeah, all yeah. really solid. Um, Great musicals. A lot of them from the 21st century, which correct. is surprising. Correct. Um, you have four that are of a perfect rating. Okay. okay. You're f- so, and looking at this list of your four that have a perfect rating, three of them talk about important issues. So you have rent. You're talking about the AIDS crisis, right? You're right. talking about people living in real time in the late 80s, early 90s, dealing with losing people they love sure. from this terrible thing, all right? The importance of queer community, Correct. Jonathan Larson's last project. Correct. It, it's and, and for us growing up in it, yeah. like it, when this came out, it was yeah, such yeah. a big thing for us. We I'm lived sure. through the rent head right. moment. Correct. <laughs> so I feel like rent, yes. Mary Poppins, that's another perfect score too. That one's talking about one you one you have the amazing Julie Andrews, right? Um, almost in her breakout movie role, right? The right, thing that kind of made her the mm-hmm. name that she is. And it talks about parents and taking care of your kids, and then and you know neglect and things like that, right? I yeah. feel like that's a very important. One. There's lots of big issues there, right? And we did a lot of research on that episode too, so mm-hmm. that one that episode does feel like very very like gritty and it's almost like a it's almost like a video essay yeah like a that one felt very like you handed it into your professor yeah, yeah, and, yeah super like i would absolutely like mla format apa format and like send that in right <laughs> your other you have another one here hairspray i feel like we've talked a lot about hairspray absolutely. we've talked about um both the bigotry and the racism that's in there we've talked about being you know plus size but then also the racism coming out of the 1960s like so these three are your you know you have these three that all heavy hitters heavy hitters you have one more what is the you other you have one? one more perfect score cats don't dance <laughs> can i tell you <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i am fucking tickling <laughs> i just it's be- and it's it's because i'm <laughs> crying this movie is so good. Oh, is it so? It's, it really have is. Have you ever seen it? Such a good movie. No, because it's <laughs> everyone. <laughs> you can go and watch it for free on YouTube, oh literally God. right now. It is. Oh. It is so, oh it's so God. good. I was looking at this list, right? Because your 4.5s, like there's a lot because, of really good in there. And this is, why, this is why. So here's the deal. I would love for you to watch it and then think about the fact, the heavy conversations, right? 
Because in its own way, it talks about I mean, cats not being able to dance. Well, I, it's a race allegory. But that's the sure. thing. Is that yeah. it's, it is. In a, in a colorful Disney fried kind of way. It's, I think it's, 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 it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, but still, it's got that kind of like kid-friendly, like animated, sure. kind of palatable mode of conversation. But, but it is a race allegory at the end of the day. Yeah. There's, uh, which is why I think the end, num- like the number that I had... Nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna stop us now because it's, such it's a good song. <laughs> because it's right after they've eighty sixed this like white bitch villain <laughs> and sent her to the fiery depths of the theater. Who was a runner up for Who worst was, villain? Yep. Istanbul. <laughs> um, and then like it's it's them ramping up and showing what they can do in front of a room of people that didn't believe that they could do anything. And when I tell you there are certain movies that are just not what you think they would ever mm-hmm. be, I need you to watch this okay. movie so okay. bad. That's a real good one, Kels. Okay. It's an hour and a half. Have the kids watch it. Okay. You got some banger bops in there. I just, I'm looking at this. You know, we have all these really wonderful 4.5s. We have three really wonderful fives. And then we have... I stand by Cats it. Cats don't dance. I stand by it too. I stand. I stand by it. And uh, <laughs> I'll stand on that I on that plate. I absolutely also will. So glad that because that was that was my pick for my birthday month. Yeah, yeah. That's it was what, your birthday episode? No, no. Mame no, was. it wasn't. Mame was. This kicked off my. Yeah, birthday yeah, month. yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, and I felt so strongly about that movie. See, and your birthday month is also my birthday month, and I feel slighted. Uh, see, oh. you know? <laughs> but you watched Mame and loved it. I did. I, I think this is going to change your life. I do have... <laughs> I think you're going to watch it and be like, God damn it, Vinny. I do have one more point uh, that I want to bring up to you guys. Because yes, there was a there was a bitty test that you guys could not agree upon. Any <gasps> yes, guess? It was Any the guess? Only, it was, there was only one of them. There was only, oh, there was only gosh, one. Oh gosh, what was it? And you, oh, I know what it is. What is it? It I was Mamma Mia, wasn't it? It is Mamma Mia. Oh, so you ranked right. Mamma Mia a four, okay? And it's the only... So... It's the only four, because nothing fails until after uh, three point five and down. Oh, really? Yes. At Rock well, of Ages, Rock of Ages is, is your highest score at a three point five that has a fail for the bidding test. Okay. Because Alec Baldwin. But everything, yes. But everything <laughs> above that, except for this, Mamma Mia, you ranked a four. Benny failed it. Drake passed it. I want to know if we want to revisit this now. I want to know if we stand by what we... What, that what, is a, it was a point of contention. Yes, I mean, it was. You spent a good chunk of time talking about this, if I remember correctly. After reviewing the list of ratings and everything, I, I mean, I looked at this a couple of weeks ago just to be sure that, like, you know, as we settled into our groove, was there something I wanted to backtrack on and, like, discuss yeah. today that, like, I wanted to change my opinion on? And I, I think I stand by pretty much all of the, uh, all of the ratings and all of the, all of the tests we've given. Um... And I think I still stand behind Mamma Mia. Benny. I also still stand behind Mamma Mia. Wow. <laughs> because, because, right, like, there are those ones that, like, Rock of Ages, we said failed because of Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. right? Sure. There are people in Mamma Mia that sing, that have just as much vocal time as he does, if not, maybe even you a little bit more. You could just say Pierce Brosnan. We we all know you're talking about Pierce. <laughs> it, it's it's Pierce Brosnan, but like some of you know, but the here. other guys were like, eh. but the the reason I think that you had said you had passed it was because 
vocally people don't expect much from Mamma Mia? Wasn't that like one of the... I don't recall. Here's the thing, That's very possible that I was like, flop.com, who cares if it's good? (laughs) So here's the thing. Is there a singer that can carry Mamma Mia through? Because in Hello, Dolly, which you ranked a 4.5 and a pass, which Mm -hmm. should have been higher, but you (laughs) ranked it a 4.5 because of Walter Walter Matthau and whoever... uh, Cornelius Hackle, yeah. who played Cornelius. Uh, Michael Crawford. Yes. You said that... And I think it's because we could pass Cornelius because of his dancing ability. Correct. Yeah, it kind of made up for it. But, like, does does Barbara Streisand, Dolly Levi, does she carry that enough? Is there enough good to carry it through? I want to use that, then, for Mamma Mia. Is there someone in Mamma Mia who has the vocal chops or the dancing chops or whatever to carry it through to make up for Pierce? God, God help his soul, you know? I, I Personally, I don't think that there's any one vocalist who does. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said on, on the pod before that I think this is one of the few cases where Amanda Seyfried's particular quaver and her vibrato really work in her favor. Yeah. And I think it suits the character, and I think it, it lends to the storytelling and I, all those happy, wonderful things we talk about. Um, and if the circumstances were different or if there were another actress, maybe I wouldn't feel that way. But I, I don't, I still don't think she's strong enough to maybe carry over right. Pierce Brosnan's vocals because they are bad. Yeah, that you'll overlook him for yeah. that. And I think it's also the fact that the other two men vocally are fairly weak as well. Sure. The other two dads. All the dads. Sure. That's a lot of dads. Three dads. Three dads. That's so much. Mm-hmm. So many dads. I stand by it. So we make no changes. So Drake still believes Mamma Mia passes and Benny says, no, nope, it doesn't. Let it be yeah. its claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Mamma Mia. Gives me anxiety. Wait a split the decision. <laughs> what do you think? Pass fail. I don't know. It's never been one of my favorite musicals. I do love ABBA, um, but I've never really, like it's not, not, not something that I'll put on, right? That I'll just sure, watch. Sure. Um, I prefer the second one, to be honest <laughs> with you. I've not seen the second. I... Famously... I've not seen the second one. Famously, as of this and episode. Um, it's, it's good. Yeah. Cher is in it. I, I love Cher. I really do. I, I prefer the stuff in in the second one. I do too. Okay. I prefer the song selection and in the I second one. I pass the second one. <gasps> hmm. Hold that thought. Yeah. Put a pin Maybe in that. Maybe I will. Put a pin, Put in, a pin in, that. in that. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll pass the okay, second one. Okay, so, um, so the Biddy Bonanza Award for Worst Movie goes to goes the, to the monster mash the monster mash we're, at a, we're in unanimous agreement at a 0.5 that. Yes. and a fail that feels fair yeah it's a very forgettable movie I uh, forgot it now oh and god and the Biddy Bonanza award for best okay so here's Cats here's the dance. thing get the I mean, hell out of here <laughs> okay but here okay so here's what's up best best movie no or best episode we have to go by movie because I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> okay, I, I was going to say the there's there's a lot of context there because I think Mary Poppins is maybe one of our most well researched episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, fully. Um, it's one of the episodes that I'm the proudest of, in, in retrospect. Um, Rent is one of my personal favorite episodes because it just meant a lot to me, and we did it during Pride Month, and uh, you know, 
watching that movie analytically helped me discover more about the story that's being told. And, and we talked about the new context of this, that it's, it, you know, it's set during the AIDS crisis, but it's not about the AIDS crisis. It's about right, it's... a group of people who support each other through hard times. And it's got this backdrop of this conflict from the 80s and 90s, but it's about this group of people who celebrate together, suffer together, and that was really important to me. So that's one of my favorite episodes. Um, or is it Cats Don't Dance that was this like revelation of a, of a discovery with these this rich tapestry of voices and... Uh, this really important story, one of my favorite villains, and like, I don't know. I think you need to take into effect like cultural significance. Yeah. Sure, because sure, I sure. never I heard would... an old cats don't dance. <laughs> I can't believe you did not have the two pack of this and Quest for Camelot. No. Which is oh another Quest movie. for Camelot. Quest for Camelot is a movie musical. Put that and on we the will list. be doing it. I love this that year. movie. Me and my little brother used to sing um the uh, the the dragon duet, if I didn't oh, have yeah. you, mm-hmm. between Cornwall and Devon? Mm-hmm. Is that the other one? Devon and Cornwall? Mm-hmm. Oh, we used to sing that all the time. Because he was a short, pudgy kid and I was a tall, like I was a tall beanstalk. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We would uh, sing that together uh, all the time. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, well, that's the end of this episode. we got to go fucking watch that movie right now. <laughs> it's right? over. Well, no, we need to, we, we need to name, we need to name. we got to pick the, I, I, the best movie. Okay, so, so. the best movie. The best movie. So we got, so out of, best movie out of the top four. Yes. Right? So I don't, even though I love it so much, I don't think Cats Don't Dance. Um, well, no. Phew. I, I, Phew. <laughs> I need you to watch that movie. I will. Uh, and I need you to, and okay, because I don't do the I Twitter. can't right now. I'm a little busy right now. I know. Because I don't do the Twitter. <coughs> I need you to like live snap me. Sure. Like send me uh, <laughs> videos of yeah. your like being like, okay. Here I am. Cool. Hey. I would love to hear about, your take on it after you've watched it. For sure, I think for it's sure. Gonna change your yep. life, but okay. Um, so I think we can we can pretty pretty confidently count out cats don't dance. I think um, and then it's Mary Poppins rent and hairspray. Hairspray. Here's why I think we should disqualify hairspray. Hairspray, yeah. white saviors. Right, which partially. Uh, we discussed in the episode, and the reason we didn't let it affect the score at the end was because this movie was for a white audience, and to uh, bring that story right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So should we continue telling white savior stories? No, but in the context of when it was made, how it was made and who it was given to, I don't think that that facet of the story negatively impacts the story being told mm-hmm. or, or the, the, you know, the effect of the story in the public or any of those things. So, I, but it is a white savior story. Yeah. So I think we can pretty readily uh, disqualify that one as well. Yep. So then it comes down to Poppins and Rent. I think that, you know, Poppins has had more time on this earth, right? And I think everybody, your parents, my parents, everybody's seen this. Or they saw it, or they saw it on their black and white TVs or their color TVs growing sure. up. Like, um, so I think Mary Poppins really has just always been, right? Since it came out. I personally would vote for rent. And maybe because it was it was so just in grand, like high school. Yeah. High school yes. was all rent. Everybody was singing rent. You know, every... One of the very first things that ever um, drew me to show choir was as a middle school student watching the high school students sing um, Will I. Yes. Together. Yes. Yes. One of the I most remember profound that. moments uh, as a young mm-hmm. musical theater 
uh, aspirational. I think it was a home show. Yeah, it was a, and it was they, a feature yes, at home show. I was, I, rem- I saw that. I remember that. So it, it, I was when I saw that happen. I was like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I have to de- dedicate myself to this. I have to be involved in this in some way. And 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 how many of us? How many? My God! How many times have we sang "Seasons of Love"? Yes, a gajillion. How many times have we gone to a restaurant and pushed tables together? (laughs) (laughs) We're like, all right, guys, let's 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 uh, bother the waitresses and start singing "La Viva Wem." You know. So, if you had asked me about if you if you had made me choose between these two movies before we did our episodes on them, I probably would have chosen Mary Poppins. After looking at both of them analytically, and we did talk in depth about how meaningful both stories are Mm -hmm. in new context that we maybe didn't have before we started the episode when we talk about, um, you know, P.L. Travers and and why she wrote the story and what it meant to her and and, uh, kind of the the spirit of that story and what it meant by the time it got to film and was, you know, Disney-fied in whatever way it was. both of those stories have a lot of meat to them mm-hmm. in new ways that we discovered through the podcast. But I think because of kind of the punch and impact of Rent before we did the episode and then discovering the new context and the really, I mean, I had a real profound moment in that episode where like it really kind of sank into me and like that's, because it's one of those things that like Rent has always resonated with me. Right. And you think it's because there are gay people in it, and I was a young gay teen, so that was like a thing that I latched onto, um, representation-wise. But then, as you get older, and, and you know the world becomes more diverse and crazy, and you kind of understand more about it, I still gravitate to this. And it turns out that it's because of this really intense adoration for community, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think after like discovering that through the episodes, I think I would I would also pick Rent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Rent, but this is why. With Mary Poppins, I gained a lot more with it from doing the research. But when you look at it just as a movie and the story that I can tell without knowing any background, just what you are presented with, right? I watched Mary Poppins a million and eight times and I didn't always... And even when I was older and watched it until I did research and knew more of the backstory, right? Of everything. I didn't get a ton out of it other than comfort, enjoyment, and not saying that those are little things at all. But with Rent, I got so much more out of it, like just watching it and uh, in, in an impactful way. Sure. And with that... With Rent, um, doing research furthered that, like watching it again as an adult so, furthered that. So like the same feelings I have, but in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I think you take into account too, like the actors behind, you know, behind these projects. Yeah. So if I look on a fame, you know, a fame, whatever, Mary Poppins, you have Dick Van Dyke you have Julie Andrews. You have a lot of other actors that are in that film, but nothing really, I don't know, that stuck out in transcended time. Sure. If you look at Rent, you have Adina Menzel, you have Anthony Rapp, you have Adam Pascal, you have Tay Diggs, Jesse Martin, he went on to have a heck of a career doing, was it? SVU. Long, yeah, SVU. Yeah. Rosario Dawson, Tracy Toms. Like, you have these people. It's a, it's, I mean, it's a slew of titans. But then even look at, like, Broadway. 
and who played these roles on Broadway. Absolutely. And, you know, what they went on to do. So I think if, if you also need another layer to vote for Rent, <laughs> I feel like it, maybe it has more of a, I don't know. More longevity. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I agree. I and mean, when you look at the profundity? live production. Profundity. That's a $10 word yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like it's going to be Rent. Oh, I don't know. It was pretty tight oh. there. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Rent, Ooh. you have won our golden biddy. Well, the golden biddy. Oh. The golden biddy is a, a best. That was the best. That was the best. Musical. Best movie. Movie that you Best covered. movie award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. How exciting. Um, I really didn't know where that was going to go. Because I, yeah. I haven't really kept well, track of who, well, <laughs> who got perfect scores. Um. And thank God you did because. Well, I was home, so I was home. I t- said this. I was homesick with a kid. I was listening to an episode, and I wanted to know where it stacked up against another episode, but I couldn't remember. I didn't have it written down. I didn't know if you guys had it written down. So we I absolutely did not. So no, I we did not. Sat, and so I did this. You know, it's a long list now, but this was several months ago, so it's a yeah. significantly shorter list. Is then. it in your notes app? Yeah, it is my notes app. <laughs> notes app is actually the new Excel. So yeah, I love it. You're a trendsetter. Thanks. Uh, so the last award is the Golden Biddy Award. Uh, which is uh, awarded to the best actor. And I feel that we should consider actors who are in multiple things like across the board. Like it shouldn't be like a particular role, I think. Because we've had a couple actors who have done multiple things, right? Dick Van Dyke, uh, uh, Barbara Streisand. Julie Andrews. Angela Lansbury. Rena Moreno, technically. Oh yeah, Rena Moreno's been in two of them. Uh, oh, like just two? Yeah, just two. Yes. Uh, oh, Tim Curry mm-hmm. was in both of the Rocky Horrors in the showdown. Um, so I feel like we should consider... John Travolta. Oh! Oh, that's true. Grease and in Hairspray. Oh, okay, okay. So I feel like we should, we should consider actors and like all of the work they've done from like the movies that we've examined. So with that being said, nominees... I think Barbara Streisand certainly makes the list. Yep. Yep. John Travolta is an excellent addition to that list. Yep. Uh, who else? I feel like we should have at least three. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. That's, I think, a very Specifically worthy... Specifically because of uh, the newer um, West Side Story. Right. And I her agree, part in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews Julie has Andrews. to be on the list. Yeah. And then do also then do Dick Van Dyke on that list. Or do you I, I mean, uh, well... I mean, I don't think he wins. <laughs> yeah, he did a wonderful job as Bert. I don't think he deserves any awards for buttons, unfortunately. <laughs> Excuse me, you did not love the correctly claimed buttons at Christmas Tale? <laughs> it's a holiday uh, favorite in my house. I think that the... Christine Baronsky? Oh! oh! There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many has she been in? She was in Christmas on the Square, Mama oh, Mia. Oh, that's true. That was another good Christmas story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's a really a, a good list of nominees, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, who do we who do we feel? Mm. I think it's Barbara Streisand. I think it's Barbara. I it I think it has to be. <clears throat> I think I would want to go second to Julie Andrews, personally. Like second place, you mean? Second place. I think that's fair. Um, I know that. You guys... I think it's fair, but only because Julie only gets second place because she just she single handedly destroyed the movie musical. Oh, that's <laughs> Listen, I have a very good friend who I met in college who absolutely despises Julie Andrews. Why? 
I don't even know. Oh my god. Lisa, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Lisa. What a stern opinion. I can't yeah. imagine well, hating her. So she's uh she's an actress out in Burbank. Yeah. Oh cool. Uh, yeah. And so she's doing doing her thing out there and she I don't know, just doesn't resonate with her. Just probably I don't know, same reasons same reasons you don't, so I mean, I love Julie Andrews. I just think that the adoration for her convinced like an entire industry that this was still a viable genre when it right. wasn't. Right. And then people spent so much money on things that were doomed to fail. All right. So not Julie Andrews. Fine. Not Julie Andrews. I'm so sorry. Mm. I stand by that conspiracy theory. We've done the research. <laughs> <laughs> we put in the hours. It feels like we're in agreement. I mean, is there a lot of debate here? Barbara. No. I mean, Barbara did such phenomenal work in all the pieces we saw her in this season. These last two seasons. And she ca- and she carries, right? She, she carries, carries so show. hard. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, man. Well. Barbara. She's not a. She's not a. She's here. She doesn't be got, though, does she? I don't think so. Does Barbara Streisand. So. Does Barbara have an EGOT? Um. I don't think she does. Hang on. Oh, oh, here's one that mentions her by name. Tell me everything. I want to know if she's got. Well, because what I'm curious would be curious about is what she would have gotten an Emmy for. Uh, probably a cast recording or something. Daytime. I don't know. Is Barbara too good? Oh, okay. So technically, Barbara Streisand has won no less than 15 Grammys, six Emmy Awards a special Tony Award, and 11 Golden Globes. And while her Tony Award was an honorary award and not a competitive award, she is still on paper considered an EGOT winner. Well, goddamn, Barbara. she just BGOT. Barbara's a BGOT, baby! <laughs> <laughs> the question of the hour, will she BGOT? And she do. She do be got. <laughs> Barbara, send us your address so we can send you this award. It's really heavy. Please we yeah, put it out um, here. Like most award shows, you do have to pay us to, for the award. But um, but if you're up for it, we will but send you a But it's going to go to poor starving artists um, us. on your local podcast. Us. Us. <laughs> it's us. We're starving. It's us. <laughs> well, what a fun time. Yes. Um, hey, how about, since we're at the end here, talking about fortune cookies. Yeah. Do you have a favorite from... Your season? <laughs> do I ever? Oh, do you? <laughs> so, so I've been thinking about this, right? Because yeah. I, I didn't have one picked out for this episode because normally I base it around like the moral of the story or like, uh, you know, like one of the actors and I find something relevant to it, like a theme or something or something, you know, something clever that ties back into the episode because we didn't cover anything this week. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But if we're talking about favorites, my favorite fortune cookie was the one at the end of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Let me see if I can find the exact quote, but it's the gist of it is, and I'm going to paraphrase with something like, uh, like knowledge is the thing that holds the gates of blood back from death or something like that. Jesus. <laughs> something really awful. Let me, uh, let me just see if I can, you know what I'll do? I will find uh, a clip of me from the original episode and I will plug it in right here. So this is a quote from Snowpiercer. Which, again, I recommend everybody watch. All right. And the quote is, Order is the barrier that holds back the flood of death. Wasn't that fantastic, (laughs) folks? I got (laughs) such a kick out of it because we went in so hard on that movie and at the end I was like, the the quote is just abysmal. It's dark. (laughs) 
that's because Willy Wonka's fucking dark. <laughs> it's a dark movie. <sighs> you can't stop the beat ending where it's out. This is, no. we're done. No, they fly out in a glass elevator and then Wonka dies. That's a fan theory. But I stand by it. I think we're it's going up. <laughs> up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite. Um, there's, there's been some other good ones, some really meaningful ones, but that one's my favorite because it just... <laughs> It feel like it was a glimmer of how unhinged we would get by like Christmas time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you uh, do you feel or uh, do you concur that the Christmas episodes are truly our most unhinged? I there <laughs> yeah, um, and it's because so oftentimes a little behind the curtain at the backstage, and I think we have talked about this before. When certain holidays or things are coming up, we'll backlog a bunch of episodes so that way we can enjoy our time with our family. Yeah. And we but finished, still, we crammed all the Christmas episodes, like from like, from like, uh, I want to say like Halloween to Christmas, like all the way through like the end of the year. We did all of those episodes in like six weeks. Yeah. It was a lot. We were recording like two or three episodes a week. Sometimes multiple in a day. A lot. There were multiple in a day. <laughs> and we would get so punchy and sleep deprived. So yeah, I definitely think those are, that's us at our most unhinged. Mm, I yeah. love it. Um, is there anything you're like super looking forward to that you want to cover in the next year? So for me personally, um, and I, it's probably not even on your docket. Um, I would love to see your take on Chitty Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, Dick Van Dyke. I would love and to cover that here's one. Here's the thing. I'm nervous about it because it was my favorite as a child. And I'm scared that there is <laughs> some like racism. Awful I mean, things in awful it. Awful things. I mean, besides the. If there's one thing the we do well catcher. here is, uh, is tearing apart your favorite thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see a take on it at some point. And, um, but I'm, I'm scared as hell. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I love that movie. I would be thrilled to cover that one. It's one of my favy faves. Yeah. And it's a Sherman Brothers, so it's bound to be, it's bound Dick to have Van some good Dyke's, history. Dick Van Dyke is in it. We can bring him back for season Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Oh gosh, what's the name of the actress who plays Truly? She just passed She away. just passed, yeah. Well, not just, but like over the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, she was wonderful. Gosh, I remember crying the day she passed. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, let me rephrase the question for you, Benny. Is there something that you think we should have covered in the first season that you we'll jump at the chance to cover now that we've got a, a, a whole year under our belt. Mm. Oh, Sally Ann Howes. Yeah. Sally Ann Howes was truly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was delightful. Rest in peace. Yeah. RIP queen. Um, the one that I, as I look back at like our first two seasons and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we covered all these things. I can't believe we didn't cover this. It's into the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because mm-hmm. oh, I've been, uh, I've been reinvesting in Sondheim musicals and, and kind of learning to love them in a new way. I've never been a huge Sondheim stan, per se. But as I get older and the his lyrics start to make more contextual sense to me, I find a lot of things to relate to and grab onto. So now I'm kind of in the Sondheim place with my musicals. Um, and Into the Woods is like, like it's a, it's a wonder to me that we haven't covered it. How crazy. In Into the Woods is one, definitely. I think another one, just based off of when it was, because correct me if I'm wrong, um, Dear Evan Hansen oh, God. came out during all this, right? Oh. Um, Just because of 
I know sometimes like we, if something is released, mm-hmm. we'll like to get on top of it. I think it's because we were both like, no, I don't want to cover it. Here's the and thing. The other one, the other one is Annie mm-hmm. because it's, but I know that there's a million and eight Annie's, right? Yeah, and so three, well, that I know of three movies that have been four. If you count the live TV one four. Yeah. Yep. Give me Kira Burnett though. Any day. Mm. Up for debate. God dang. Up for debate. I once played Mrs. Pugh. Did you really? In Annie, yeah. I've never been in Annie, but... We uh, directed Annie. We we did direct Annie, and there is a character named after me. Drake. Yeah. Named after me. Inspired by me, of course. Yeah. I had to... I had to, when you're through Mrs. Pugh, comes to take your trail (laughs) Comes to take it away. That was my big... uh, Your moment. Yeah, for sure. Your five seconds of fame. For sure. (laughs) But I think that's it. I I think Annie, Dear Evan Hansen... Yeah, well, Into the Woods was the other we've one. We've talked about Annie a number of times, but we keep pushing it back because we do want to do a showdown. We want to do a showdown and trying to figure out the best way of doing that. Yeah, with, with so many different Annies. Mm-hmm. We have the same struggle with Cinderella, which is why we haven't covered that yet either. You cover Brandy Cinderella and that's all you cover. <laughs> well, did you hear that's what at the, in the West Side Story episode that the winner of the showdown now gets their own episode? Mm-hmm. Is bonus content. Brandy. They're gonna Did you a see? remake or a, a continuation of it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and uh, her and Prince Charming are uh, mm-hmm. reprising their roles in Descendants God, Four. I love that. And talk about a Disney legacy. The two, the two of them talking about each other is the cutest thing. Mm-hmm. In my I know entire it's so life. sweet. Oh my gosh! Oh, I just love they it. Oh, they haven't aged. I know no. they still look just as fresh and glowy as they well, do in the movie. Victor Garber's still alive. With uh, um, Whoopi Goldberg, Jason Alexander. Yeah, holy cow, that whole cast is still around, Bring aren't them they? Back. Oh, Except Whitney. The, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Whitney is gone and one of the stepsisters has passed. Yes. Yep. Yes, I yes. I remember that when that happened in the whole Peters. Oh my god, yeah. What a what a stellar cast. We gotta do that showdown, babe. We gotta get on that one. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Alright. The thing is though, we have to do that one when we have the I'm in the middle of a project right now. We can't do it now. We can't, well, we really shouldn't do a showdown when we're in the middle of a project anyway. Right, I mean, it requires so much research. And not that I, re- I, I love doing the research for the showdowns, but like they do take a bit of research. So. But you, and you want to do it right. Right, so. and especially with Cinderella, there's so many of them. I think there's three. If we're just doing Rodgers uh, and Hammerstein. Yeah. So that's a whole other, that's a whole, again, how do we do the three of them? I don't know. I don't know. So much to look forward to. Oh my Lanta. It's the possibilities are endless and you've, you've created such a lovely foundation for what you guys have going on here. (laughs) Someone asked Benny once, um, we, we, we were, we skipped an episode. We missed an episode. Oh, it was the one I think it was, uh, earlier this winter when we skipped an episode, Mm -hmm. maybe. And someone asked, uh, why we didn't put an episode out if it was because we ran out of material. Yeah, guys. We were like, um, no, it's simply not. <laughs> here's here's every single time I bring this up to someone who's not a musical theater fan or movie musical fan, right? Um, they're like, how are you doing a whole podcast on only movie musicals? There's only like a handful of them. And I'm like, oh my God. all I want you to think about is the Disney catalog mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think of that. I was, what movie was I watching I think it was the first Hobbit film 
and I messaged you, and I was like, <laughs> technically, by our standards, we do this the, constantly now. We'll, we'll text like, each other while we're watching things. We're like, you'll never guess who just had their second musical number. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was the one I just sent you the other day? Ross and I were watching it, and, and we were like, oh my god, there's three musical numbers in this. Oh, oh Christ, what was, what it? was it? Oh, I'm not gonna remember now. Well, and like, I think I had said Wreck-It Ralph, the second one, which is Ralph Breaks the Internet. There's a musical number in there. And so I think at one point I pitched that idea to you. (laughs) Yeah, the list. um, I mean, aside from like Golden Age MGM stuff, Mm -hmm. the Disney catalog, our favorites. Uh, P.S. I have like, it's like 198 movie musicals on my shelf just on DVD, like not including streaming services. And that's just my movie musicals, like not including the Disney stuff. So, like, we'll be at this forever. Yeah. So long as we're still vibing and you're still listening. Yeah. You know I will be. I don't know. And that's all we really need, Kelsey. It's just one. As long as we can make your day. <laughs> I listen to you guys and I fold laundry and that's what I do. Nice. Um, there are some people that put us on to go to sleep. Aww. Oh, should we scream and cackle more often then? I was. Uh, the, How do you fall asleep the, to our and racket? Been, and it's been more than one person that's been like, <sighs> I find your podcast so soothing. And I'm like, Why? I think it's just because you're friends with us. I think so too. And we. Does we, the reminder of our friendship help you sleep? That's totally fine. Because that's sweet and precious and that's I love totally that. That's totally fine. But I don't know how you listen to us with our random cackling. I know. And <laughs> Yikes. I mean, that's fine. I mean, whatever you need to do. Is this their white noise? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, we are, well, we we are, are white, white noise. noise. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, shouting man. into the void of microphones. Well, Benny, where can they find us? Oh my God. You guys can find us on all the things. Backstage biddies. That's, that is where you can find us. Yes. Backstage biddies. Um, you can email us your listener requests, your opinions, all that good happy jazz at backstage biddies at gmail.com. Um, Find us on Podvine. Do the thing, folks. We want to be able to be a... Um, uh, featured. Featured. Thank you. Um, a <laughs> the fe- hand motion just Thank now. You. Uh, a featured podcast of the week. We That'd be so, to. so cool so that we, we can find more biddies just like you. Uh, Where can they find you? You guys can find me on the things at Binny Biddy. Where can they find you? You can find me alphabetizing my 198 movie musicals. I absolutely love that. <laughs> He's doing it right now. <laughs> it's happening. I love it. That ruckus you hear? That's me alphabetizing. Right now. Kels. Hey. Would you like to put would you like to plug sure. your socials? Sure. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Boy Mom Travels. I it's just as it sounds, I'm a mom of three boys and we like to travel. So it's basically just me. I love your travel videos. Posting stuff. And it's just fun. Um, you know, and I will pick songs and do that. And I'm you know, I get twenty views and I'm like, yeah. I love and, it. and remember, remember earlier when she was like, "Category is that very nice." That's what the video sound is. Such good voiceovers. Yeah. I love when you give us the history of like places that you visited with yeah. your family. I, I, they're just they're soothing and nice and cool. I, the whole point of it is to show that it's not as hard as you think to travel with kids. It's so not. And I'm saying that as in two weeks and put them all on the airplane. So wish me luck. But I, you know, it's not as hard as you think it is to travel with kids, and so. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. Because you yeah. guys go to a lot of like national parks and, right. and different things we, like that. And a lot of what we do is local, and that's a huge point too. Is like we aren't spending a ton of money, especially yeah. if you live in Wisconsin. These They're, are some great places to yeah, visit. State parks. A lot of counties have beautiful county parks, um, and then you know we're 
pretty close to a couple national parks or, um, you know, but then also there's just, yeah, the opportunities are endless. And The so, world is big. Yeah. You should go see it. And you can also find me on Twitter at Kelsey Draves. So. Excellent. Yeah. What a fun time. And uh, sincerely, thank you for being here. Yes, for sure. Thank you for having me. And I, I'm always trying to be supportive of people who I love and I care about. And this was something that was so easy to sign on board and listen to every week. Because it's, one, it's so easy to listen to you too talk and banter and and because <laughs> it feels comforting and like I'm sitting in a room with you all like I am right now and two you take such care you know you're you're doing it the right way you're not just haphazardly you know saying oh we're doing this you know you literally take the time and energy that it takes and so it's so appreciative um and I know myself and other listeners probably you know we feel this way so thank Aww. you thank you too and congratulations this is no small feat by any means yeah how exciting Thanks We're crossing the threshold. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a fun right. time. Um, as you can tell, I have a wicked head cold, so I think we have to call it. I think we have to call it, and we should have some sort of, I don't know, snack them, a drink, celebrate. A cheers, a toast. A cheers. I have a question. Yeah. Can I help in the bayou? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Are we going to aim for three parts? Oh, that's tough. I, I don't know. Do you want to build it I'll up? I'll start us off. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> yeah, blowing it like it's a yeah. like yeah. it's a yeah. Sega Genesis cartridge. I don't know. Check, mic, check, mic, check, one, two. No one touch anything. Don't we're in, we're on. I'm going to keep talking while I set this down so I know that I can still be heard. Okay. And all this was recorded. That's fantastic. Just, I'm just blowing the holes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. That's how you end up pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing into holes? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have three kids. I'm a professional, right? I mean, yeah. Hasn't <laughs> happened for Ross and I yet, but Lord knows we keep trying. <laughs>